Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. Hi, I want to welcome everybody to this special Father's Day uh, edition of a Sunday service. And uh, so thankful that we have fathers and Certainly, God is our, our Father, first and foremost, who created everything and established here on earth the natural family of mothers and fathers. And so it's an honor and privilege today just to talk about fathers and to maybe tell a couple of stories of my own, share a couple of things that are fun, and then uh, certainly look at a couple of scriptures and process through a couple things that hopefully will help you as a father or help you as as a kid or a child or uh, anybody for that matter, just in this whole thing we call life. And uh, I have a few memories of my childhood that are very important to me and how they have shaped me, even who I am today. I grew up with a, a father who was very busy, most of you know Earl Bradley, an incredible man of God, a man of faith, and a pastor to a church and was very involved in so many things in running that church and being involved in lives of people. And uh, so he was, I remember him as being busy all the time, but he always took the time to make sure that he came to my baseball games when I was playing Little League growing up. And uh, so he's always there cheering me on. I could always hear him. He was one of the louder fans, which was, which was awesome. I appreciate that, that my dad showed support that way. I remember one game that he didn't make it to. And uh, sure enough, I broke a bone in my finger in that game. And uh, if I remember right, the assistant coach ended up taking me to the hospital. But I, I remember that was the moment I was looking for my dad. My dad wasn't there. And so it was just how much I appreciated, you know, sometimes we take for granted things like that, uh, appreciated having him there during those times. I also remember it was kind of a fun thing that we used to do here at the church back, we had Sunday school. So as a kid, and we would do, every once in a while we'd do these offerings. And so there was a little competition. I think I've told this story before, but we had, it was like um, cans that were on, strings or whatever and it was like a a balance weighted thing so it was a competition between the boys and the girls to see who brought the most coinage so to speak so early on we realized to win get more coins versus dollar bills or anything like that so my dad would stop us by my uncle's gas station on the way to church and we would exchange dollar bills for rolls of pennies and so we would come, and then uh, my brother and I, we would just slip those out of our pockets kind of after the girls put their offering in, whatever, and then we would drop in a few rolls of pennies, and the, the whole thing goes boom and the other way, and it was a victory for us. But that was kind of a fun thing I know that our dad was involved in. Kind of something fun for us, too, as, as I remember that. You know, there's a couple of funny little short stories I'm going to share. This is... Uh, interesting how to do these kinds of things when you don't have an audience in front of you because sometimes when you say things and there's 
interaction or maybe a moment for laughter or whatever it might be. And obviously we don't have that here. So as I say these things, then at home you can have whatever emotion you want for this. But there's this one time, uh, this little boy after church, he and his dad were going out of the church service and he stopped to shake the pastor's hand. And the little boy told the pastor, he said, hey, pastor, when I grow up and get big, I'm going to give you some money. And the pastor's like, oh, that's very kind of you, young man, uh, but why would you want to give me money? And he said, well, my dad said that you're one of the poorest preachers that he's ever heard. (laughs) So that's interesting. uh, You know, probably we have to be careful what we say to our kids. I was thinking about when I was a kid, I used to collect different comic books, but Dennis the Menace was probably one of my favorite. And one of the little pictures that were in there with the and it was of Dennis's mom talking to a lady in a room and you can see Dennis is is walking through coming through the room and overhearing the conversation between his mom and this lady and he stops and he says mom I don't see a blue streak when she talks <laughs> and so again I guess careful what we say, you know, it's probably an old saying that some people probably don't know. This was like 50 years ago or whatever it was. But, you know, when somebody says, hey, they talk a blue streak. But I just, things like that, it's just kind of funny and how, how we can say things when our parents say things and maybe they don't know that we're listening or they say something not realizing that we, we might share that. Another story was one summer evening, uh, mom was tucking her little boy into bed and she started to turn the light off, and then he, he started to tremble a little bit and, because all of a sudden there was some thunder and lightning that was going on. And he's like, Mom, could you please sleep with me tonight? I'm scared. So she comes over, and she embraces him, gives him a hug and a kiss, and says, you know, no, dear, I, you know, I can't do that. Daddy needs me to be with him in his room tonight. And uh, so it's kind of a long pause, and the little boy just... In kind of this shaky voice said, the big sissy. So <laughs> just thinking like, well, dad must be more scared than I am. But it's just kind of fun, these little fun things that we have, conversations that we have and, and things that go on in life. There was a, a few years ago, I actually put together some thoughts that were, it's kind of fun, in the Bible of these different men that were fathers in the Bible and just little things that, I recognize that they probably would have said or wouldn't have said. And so Noah uh, was one of them that I had. He was probably the father that heard this particular statement from his boys the most of any father. And that, that question was, Dad, are we done yet? And now obviously referring to building the ark. There's one with Moses and he probably heard this question uh, the most of any anybody is, are we there yet? <laughs> uh, speaking of the promised land. And Adam obviously was the only father that could not say that it was my dad's fault. Obviously, that one speaks for itself. And then this one, I like the best one really is Abraham. He was the father <laughs> that said to his son, Son, let's not tell your mother about this. I, I would just share some of those things. They're kind of fun. 
I want to go into talking a little bit about some important things. And I, I think it's important to emphasize for fathers to be sure that our focus is on relationships, not on rules. And what I mean that is that rules really, they're a safeguard that are they're in place. They're not a burden that we're putting on our kids. They're a safeguard. And it's important to have those things in place, obviously. You know, you would tell your two-year-old, hey, uh, you cannot go play out in the street. I'm sorry. Uh, you can't do that. That's a safeguard that you're putting on your child because they don't have the wisdom that they need. And so, you know, the wisdom paves the way for decisions that are made as children grow up. And it's, so it's important to give them those rules and they eventually gain wisdom from that. It would be the same thing for your teenager. You wouldn't, maybe you have a high school student who says, hey, I want to go to this after party after graduation. And uh, then you have a conversation, you find out that they're serving alcohol there. And so in your wisdom, you say, no, you can't go. Well, they see that as something, they're not happy about that, but you, with your wisdom, you're giving this information to them. So these rules are a safeguard for them. They're not a burden to them. It's something that's positive for them. And so the wisdom that is learned in this process is very important for our kids. There's a scripture in Proverbs 23, 22 that says this, says, listen to your father who gave you life. I was thinking about that too, that the one thing that moms can say, and I, I know my wife said this before, and I've heard this from other people and you've heard it. When mother tells their children, they, they basically say, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. And it's kind of a fun way of saying, hey, I'm the mom and you're not kind of a thing. Then we look in verse 24. It says, the father of godly children has cause for joy. What a pleasure to have children who are wise. You know, this is something, again, it's wisdom that is put into our children and they learn by the rules that we put into place, the things there. But as I said earlier, relationships have to be what we build our life with our, our kids. What fathers are, it's so important for fathers to have good, wholesome relationships with our kids and when we do that, then the rules are much easier than to follow for the children. And that way we can gain wisdom in that process. I want to say, too, that love and acceptance for children play a major part. And they factor in how we have effective relationships with our kids. And, you know, our children must, as fathers, they must feel loved and accepted. And it's so important in Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, there's a lot of things that happen in the time frame there, and but there's, there's something there that's important for us as fathers that we're training our kids. We're training our kids so that they know when they become adults, they can have something that they know that's deep inside of them that's there that they will draw on. And as they get older, they, that's something that they will recall and it will help them in times of challenges or difficulty. I think it's important uh, for us to understand our children's learning styles, their interests, and maybe their physical and mental development. 
And all that has to be taken into consideration when we're parenting, especially as a father. And so, yes, we need to have standards in the home, in the area of discipline, those kind of things that we do. But our way of dealing with disobedience is going to be different with each child. I know that was the case when we were raising our kids, realizing that all my kids responded differently. You know, one could be very, you barely had to say anything and they break down crying. The other, you seem like you have to just kind of beat this drum over and over and over again to get them to hear this and make adjustments and changes. So we have to, each one we we deal with differently. So as a father, it's important that we understand the, the personalities and the makeup of each one of our children because they each respond differently. You know, this is also important when it comes to their education, their learning styles, all of these things is how we impart to them, how they learn, what's their learning style and those kind of things. So it's important. And so we can't standardize parenting. So we have to know our kids. We have to spend time. It's important for a father to invest time into his children to develop that and enjoy parenting because it's an awesome journey. It really is. And I know many of us, right when we're in the middle of it, we're going, man, I don't know if I can do this. Uh, You know, I don't know if I can do this tomorrow, but God gives us the grace and the wisdom and we have biblical principles and other people we can talk to and so forth as we go through this process. But, you know, one thing I I do want to say is fathering is not just about having children. You know, we get that part of it. But most important, it's about leaving a valuable, lasting legacy for our children and their children and their children. And it's something that you can look to and really draw from. And, you know, how do you go about leaving a great legacy? And I I just think that because some of you may be coming from a place of like, I had nobody show me. I don't know what that looks like. I just think that when we dive into the word of God, there's things that are very helpful, biblical principles that we can put into place on how we can be that father that maybe we weren't given an example for, but maybe we can do research and talk to other fathers who you see who maybe seems like, wow, they seem to be doing pretty good. So so draw on that because you can create a legacy. It's never too late to start with your kids, even when they're adults. I mean, you can go and say, hey, son or daughter, I've learned some things and, you know, I didn't do this right. And I made some mistakes and I really want to be a better father. I want to help, you know, you with your establishing your legacy for your children and so forth. You know, the other thing is in this culture and today's age, all the different things are going on. Discipline is a tough thing to get a real grip and an understanding on disciplining children and what that looks like. And it it can become a challenge for us. And so I think what we've seen over the years as parents raising our kids, you can err on being very lax in your discipline and, you know, and easygoing and just kind of allowing your kids to, to make their own decisions. And, but on the other side of the pendulum, you could be so overbearing in your, your discipline and you could be just ruling with the iron fist kind of a thing. One of the things that we've discovered in watching this in so many different families is those kids, whether it's on one end of the other of the pendulum, they typically end up in the same place in the end, and it's not a good place. They end up in this place of, of kind of lost out there and making bad decisions and so forth. And so we have to understand, wow, what is, what is the balance here? How do, how do we make this work? And so 
the Bible has some really important things to say about the balance of love and discipline. And that's, that's something that's very critical for us. And, you know, on your own time, you can do some research in that. The scripture that talks about spare the rod and spoil the child. I think a lot of people nowadays say, hey, um, it, it's wrong to discipline your kids that that's harmful for them. But I would say if that's your thought process, just go look at scripture and see what God has put in there because he's given us directive in that. And disciplining is biblical. I think the big key, though, is how we do it, the attitude we have, and that it's overwhelmingly done in love. And the love part of it is love before discipline, love after discipline. Those are those are important things because the Bible is clear about that. And so that's another thing that if you want to spend some time studying, you know, it's interesting that a father often expects their children to behave how they wanted to behave as a child, you know, how they thought that their expectations would that have been. And it's like, okay, son, daughter, I didn't do well at this, but boy, you know, my expectations for you is to do that. You know, when a husband and wife, obviously they, they've gotten married and they, they decide that they're going to have children. Well, that changes the whole dynamic of their life. Everything changes. It, it creates this huge responsibility in the sense of, wow, now I'm responsible for a life. I'm responsible for pouring into my children things that will affect them the rest of their life. How I instill principles into their life how I discipline, how I love, all of these things. It's a huge kind of a weight. So the decisions you're making affects your children's behavior for a lifetime. So that, that's a, a, a big thing to take on. But that, that's responsibility given to every father, every mother in the process. You know, I was thinking about the reason the Bible talks about how God hates divorce. And I believe the reason behind all that is because he understands the pain and the hurt that so many people go through when that happens. Now, obviously, it happens, and those of you who have been through that, it's, it's a very traumatic time. There is a lot of pain. There's wounds that happen. But God kind of brings into saying, hey, I'm, I'm pro-family. I love every person, and I have a plan for every, every life. And, and his design is for a husband and wife and children to be together, and the father to be present in that home. There's a scripture in Malachi chapter 2, verse 15 and 16, and it says this, Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? In body and in spirit you are his. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. So guard your heart, remain loyal to the wife of your youth. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel, to divorce your wife is to overwhelm her with cruelty, says the Lord of heaven's army. So guard your heart. Do not be unfaithful to your wife. Again, these are biblical principles that are there for a reason. Now, I understand, again, many people go through divorce and they go through the pain of this. But I think as we're teaching our kids, maybe you've been through a tough divorce and challenging times. And But if you where you are right now with your kids, whatever that might be, you may be speaking, saying, hey, mom and dad know from experience, this is tough to do, you know, and God gives us grace to work through all of these things. But there's biblical principles that we can pass on to our children. Maybe we didn't get it right, but our heart is that they get it right. And so that that legacy would be passed on. And, you know, 
I will tell you probably the most important thing a father can do for their children is to love their mother. You know, it sounds so simple, but it, it also could sound complicated. But that is such an important part is how dad treats mom is such a critical thing in the raising of children in the home. And it's so important. I will say this too about fathers. Probably the biggest factor that comes into play with children when they grow up and they get involved in criminal activity or just doing wrong things or making bad choices, it really boils down to a lack of a father in the home more times than not. We see in the statistics or the lack of a father figure uh, somebody that can really help in that regard. It, it's important that fathers are there for a purpose and a reason. I know, and it's tough because there's so many people who are single parents out there, and, it, and you probably understand, man, this would be a lot easier for me if I was raising my children with a mom or with, with a dad present with me. But again, God gives us principles that help us, and he, he gives us the grace to get through these things. And so, you know, the one good thing as believers, we are blessed beyond measure that we have a loving heavenly father who loves us unconditionally and he's there for us no matter what. He's the father to the fatherless. He's there for every one of us. In Psalm 68, five, what it says is, so father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God whose dwelling is holy. The last scripture I want to read is Proverbs 23, verse 22 through 25. It says, Listen to your father who gave you life, and don't despise your mother when she is old. Get the truth and never sell it. Also get wisdom, discipline, and good judgment. The father of godly children has cause for joy. What a pleasure to have children who are wise. So give your father and mother joy. That's a good charge to children because a home could be joyful home when mom and dad are serving God and enjoying life together. You know, I, I have to say, besides my wife, for me personally, the biggest encourager that I have in my life is my own father, you know, and I that has been so important for me. And I'm fortunate to have had a father, you know, for so many years in my life and a good father. And that's meaningful because I know a lot of people who don't have that. And my heart breaks for them because I know what it is to have a good godly father in my life. And, and I appreciate that so much. Even as I got older, I appreciated it that much more. And he's always been an encourager for me and always calling me, always checking on me, always making sure I'm doing well. And so I think for me right now, Father's Day is very um, very meaningful right now because I think of my own father and the situation that he's in right now personally, and he, he's in a battle for his life. And so this, this Father's Day is something that, boy, I hang on to, and I fully embrace this, this special day because, you know, I know what my father means to me, and it's so important for all of us to to either have that father in our life, you know, that we have a physical father or find one. If you're not in a position to have that father, to find somebody who can be a father to you because it's so helpful and it's so encouraging as we do our life together in this world. And, you know, my dad has firmly established his legacy 
and, and I'm so appreciative of that because he didn't have that. You know, uh, his dad wasn't that for him. But, you know, he and my mom were faithful in walking out their life with the Lord and making a determination that they were going to leave a legacy for their kids and grandkids and great-grandkids. And so that's something that's proven out over the years. And so I'm so thankful for that legacy that my father has and my mom have started. It's been so important. So I would just encourage you to take the time to have a conversation with your dad or somebody who, who is like a dad to you and just have the conversations and tell stories and talk about things that can create good memories and create just an encouragement that can come from that. You know, build relationships or rebuild relationships and those are the things because I would just encourage you right now too is this is a time to forgive and it's a time for forgiveness, to grant forgiveness and to ask for forgiveness. You know, it's important that as we continue life and our journey that we are in good place, a good standing. You know, I just want to encourage you in that. So I want, I just want to leave you with this prayer and with this scripture I said earlier, this is my last scripture. Actually, this is, but I, I just want to leave you with this today. And it's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. And I want to read it as the New King James Version because it, it, gives the full the full prayer here but it says this and we're all familiar with this our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 